folks welcome to another episode of life almost without me you know the drill i'm your host hugo viteri uh thanks for joining me on another episode we are closing in on 50 it's uh it's been quite a journey i've it's it's, it's been great uh uh let's just go ahead and just jump into it uh we're on day 101 that means we finally made a little under a third of the year is uh, done. We could have started plenty of little things to do. Um, I know a lot of my friends and family are making changes. Um, some of them are on vacation in Puerto Rico. It's been wonderful uh, seeing them interact with a lot of old family members and whatnot. Um, the topic I kind of wanted to just talk on last week was kind of a vague but a big thing was suicidal or suicide ideation um whether uh sorry so let me uh, we'll get to that in a second let me just chit chat on some things that that's what i wanted to talk about last week and uh but my son was around and he was being adorable and he didn't want well, I didn't want to bring that up around him. He's five. He doesn't need to know all that stuff. Um, anyway, um, so today I decided I would go back to uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Uh, I'm 33. I feel kind of old now. Um, my body got banged up pretty quickly compared to what it felt like before. Maybe I'm just not used to it. But regardless, uh, I haven't. I haven't trained in nine years, and uh, it felt really cool and nice to be back on the mats, and uh, I need to do something. I'm always preaching to go try new things, and uh, maybe it's time I, I return to something I used to be very passionate about. Um, so, yeah, um, that's what I did. It, it was it was cool to uh, experience that again, and uh, I'll be going again Wednesday morning. Uh, I'm taking my son tomorrow. I'm excited. I'm also a little nervous that he's gonna, you know, you know, be apprehensive about the entire experience. Um, so I feel like most of my life, I've kind of been a low person. Like, uh, I, I, I can get down. Um, I've always kind of been made fun of in the sense that, like, oh, here comes a sad kid. Um, I remember... Like, uh, like if, if you told me anything, if you scolded me, you told me not to do something as a infant or like from three to five, if like I would be, all right, so this is how I would go down. I, I would be, I would be doing something and my mom or dad or someone older than me would be like, Hey, stop doing that. And I would just, I would just drop my head and just not, and just look at the floor and not make eye contact. Um, it was just like, I don't know, I, it just felt terrible. Um, I, I always reacted to being told no poorly. I'm not the best at it now. Um, yeah, I, I've always been kind of sad. And uh, I went through like an emo phase like all the other non-cool kids. 
who end up in fucking theater class. Um, no, uh, but I, I was always kind of low, a little dramatic, um, kind of depressed. I've, I've never, I, I, I always state, I don't know what happiness really is. I, I only try my best to, to reach it, I guess, attain it. Um, so I, uh, when I was in the Navy, I, I never realized how low I was getting. And I used to always make a lot of, I'm going to kill myself jokes. And, uh, it wasn't until one of my higher ups, like an E6, actually, um, I remember his name, his name was, uh, Shoemaker. Uh, shout out to him. I know he doesn't listen to this shit, but whatever. Uh, real no nonsense guy loved talking shit. And, um, he kind of brought it up to my attention very nonchalantly and he had a big old country accent, which I'm not going to try and do. And he's like, you know, you just made like four to five suicide jokes at your own expense in like the last two minutes. And I was like, no, I, I didn't know I was doing that. And, um, this was when I was not very aware of what was going on mentally. Um, I look back, I was just a young guy, and I, I guess I was just not entirely sure. Um, I was just going through the motions. That that was one of the biggest things about joining the Navy was I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And I was like, if I join the Navy, they they I eat and breathe what they say. So it, it's simple, simple living for me. And then after, when I got off work and went to my living quarters, I could just relax and do whatever the hell I wanted for me. Very simple life, and uh, I knew I wasn't going to go to school. Uh, I, my grades were terrible, and I wasn't mentally prepared to devote any time to school. I was just a young, dumb guy. Um, not intellectually, I just didn't give a fuck about so much. And uh, I, I was always kind of low. And um, it all started piling when more and more traumatic things kept happening in the military. And I kept thinking uh, I was fine and just... I've always been one to just bottle things up and just go about it. Um, like, I should probably be at the doctor's again soon. And I, and I do have an appointment coming up, but uh, I'm not exactly... My lungs don't seem to be getting any better, so... Um, and I'm not exactly doing enough on my own end. But, um, so I remember seeing a therapist, like a counselor, actually, like a week after that. And I, I, I took it to heart that, uh, that someone just kind of made it like, hey, you're, 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 you're a bit morbid. Uh, and not everyone wants to kill themselves and not everyone has these thoughts on the regular and for a long time there i just thought a lot of people just go through their life thinking these things and um and i used to always say um when i was younger to to people that there's no way i make it to 40 like like my the way i lived the speeding 
drinking to extreme amounts. I, I it just didn't seem like it was gonna work out that way. And I had a lot of anger and uh, so I remember when I started thinking that I was gonna take action uh and actually go through with like a plan to kill myself. And that's when the red flags became almost bloody to me. And if it wasn't for a lot of traumatic events happening that kind of took my mind off of me and I was focusing on other people's well-being, I think I wouldn't be here. But I got help and uh, it took a lot of trips to uh, multiple hospitals and psych wards and 10 years of <laughs> therapy. And I don't have those thoughts anymore. Like even in the slide, nah, I can't even say in the slightest cause that's not even true, but to where I was before now, now it's like a fleeting thought and, uh, I understand that it's just like a really unhealthy coping mechanism. Like to me, it was almost to the point where I would rather kill myself than just go through with a deployment uh, because I couldn't take care of myself mentally. I couldn't take care of the problems at home. And I just broke when I had so many problems come on deployment and I wasn't ready. Like I, I just, I, I was a mentally a shell of a person um, so I remember when I started thinking, I'm going to go through with a plan. I'm going to take these pills. Uh, maybe I can set up a, a noose. And that's when I learned what the hell of the word noose was. Like, do you understand how stupid I felt Googling the words, how to tie a note, <laughs> a note, how to tie a rope in a way that I could kill myself. And those were the words that, that I'm not sure how Google worked in 20, 2010, but, uh, well, no one ever came to search for me or anything like that or, uh, anything. And I remember, uh, going through just trying to figure out what would probably be a good method. And then, uh, I ended up in the hospital and my first short ward stay, uh, I remember meeting this, 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 uh, this woman who, had taken a lot of medication to try and kill herself. And uh, when she kind of finally came to and uh, she was cleared medically and now she was going to be mentally looked after for a bit, I remember she told me how painful it was. And uh, I remember that deterring me because I was like, oh, I, it never occurred to me that I, I figured I would just pass out or something have like a you never think about it all the way through you, you're just thinking of how you want to go and uh it gets pretty rough um and you meet a lot of other people with scars gunshot wounds and you you realize we're all going through it and some of us are acting on it and some of us are desperate to act on it. And some of us are desperate to get help. And uh, well, 
we all need it. We all need the help if we're in that situation. If you're passively thinking about what life would be if you weren't around, if things would be easier, that's 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 like step one. And and you know who you are, and you should probably get help. And it's just it's not like you're gonna go anywhere and get stuck somewhere. But talk to somebody, figure it out. There, there, sometimes it's just something in your life that's not working out and making some tweaks, some changes to your life. Next thing you know, you got it. Like You can't even imagine not wanting to be here. Like It's it's, it's emotional topic. I know it's kind of dark. <clears throat> but like, like I love my family so much and it, it was hard to see that for so long. Um, and to even put yourself past what who you are, like for many years, I was like, no one cares about me. I'd go through these like moods, and uh, no one loves me. My family hates me. They they never want me around, et cetera, et cetera. You you just get in your head. You start saying things that aren't true, and even if they are true, like in the grand scheme of things. You can fix them, and it, it it just became a really unhealthy way for me to just be like, I'm just going to do it one day. And that was kind of like my, like, well, I mean, if I only got like seven months left, then you start to rationalize, you do things drastically, you start to drink excessively because, hey, I don't need to take care of myself and it it all starts to snowball, and it's it's a dangerous thing. And I I just hope that anyone who's listening to this, like I know I kind of make jokes about everything else. Um, I I'm really uh, um, if there's anything I'm passionate about, it, it's it's mental health, because I've seen where the uh, the pain is, <clears throat> and you just sit there and. If you sit at it long enough, it, it's gonna it, it envelops you and you become you become sinister. You 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 don't like I, I for the most part when I go outside like and talk to people, it, it's a I, I loathe that experience. And then and then you get someone who smiles and just talks to you like a good human being maybe just a nice kind gesture and they just keep going about their day they don't ask anything of you and you just get that little bit of faith in humanity that makes you feel like we got this it took me a long time to realize that my self-worth was directly correlated to to my mental health and uh, if I had nothing to be proud of, I remember people would be like, well, what are you proud of? Like, what are things that bring you joy? And I had nothing, nothing at all. And I thought that was fine. And I would just revel in that experience and that, that feeling. And it, it took me a long time to get out of it. I was almost addicted to feeling sad, it felt like. It was just comforting at that point, like to put myself out there and feel just a little happy felt like such a a risk that I was going to get let down or, or get hurt again that I didn't let people in. 
I remember when I met people and I, re- I was just ready to fight people like immediately. If I didn't know you, if you weren't in my company, I was just a handful. And uh, it's almost embarrassing to see who you are sometimes. So I, I just wanted to touch on that. If you're if you when you're making those little jokes in your head, like you're like, oh, if this car just hit me, if I could just fall off this bridge, etc. I know it doesn't sound like a joke, but when you're in your head and you're so dark to you, it's you're, you're just making that like, hey, it's you know, I, it's funny to me, whatever the case would be, but you're rationalizing, you're trying to feel good to any level. And I remember being like, oh, it's funny. But it was my way of coping with the fact that I was honestly thinking of killing myself right around the corner. And uh, subconsciously, I was saying it because I wanted help. But I I didn't know how to get it. I didn't know how to ask. Um, Especially because I just got back from Iraq. And I had a... I wanted to be tough. I liked knowing that I was kind of part of a group that no one had been part of. Um, it was kind of cool to be a soldier. And uh, I just, my mental game didn't cut it. Um, yeah. No, I, I just want everyone to know that, that like everyone's out there and we all feel our ups and downs and some of us feel the downs a lot harder and uh not many people listen to this podcast shout out uh sweden for uh being the 38th country that's now joined into listening to life almost without me because uh it just keeps growing anyways it's been nice and if i could reach one person and maybe get them some help just one person like literally just one person and that that's it like that's that's enough like that's that's brag worthy i don't care like i want people to be happy i want people to get help especially those who need it and uh yeah i don't know I appreciate everyone listening to the podcast. I know this one's kind of a uh, lower, dark beat, dark beat, <laughs> lower beat podcast. But um, no, no, no. I, I, I felt like I wanted to talk about it because now I'm at a point where I, I can look back and I, I can, I can see how, how it all went down, and um, I'm, I'm far better now. Than, than I've ever been. And I wanted to continue to just go down that path because it, it's been nice to to just not be in my head as much and uh, enjoy life. I went to the beach the other day. It was fun. I love just... When my wife comes home, I'm just so happy to see her. My kid is great. My daughter is incredible, so smart, so beautiful, just so fun to be around. Like I like talking to her. I feel embarrassed almost. Like I, like I, like when I text her, I'm like, "Hey, you don't have to text me back, but hey, Dad loves you," <laughs> and uh, I miss her. 
Um, things are going pretty good, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, things are going pretty good for me. And I just want that for all of you. Uh, if you want to appear on the podcast or you just want to write in, chit-chat, just say hello, anything. Fuck, I'll take some praise. Maybe some constructive criticism like, uh, hey, stop slurring into the mic, fucking mushmouth. <laughs> no, but thank you for, for joining in on another episode of Life Almost Without Me. The last episode reception was great. Uh, people loved hearing from Noah, my son. Uh, he loved it, too. He's watched the podcast like five times. That episode only. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for joining in. I will see you next Tuesday. Um, yeah, I got some jokes coming. That sounds weird. Should have said that earlier. But, yeah, I've been working on a new bit, a new five-minute bit. Um, I'm kind of proud of this one. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, if you're in the Houston area, let's link up, do some some comedy, go see some open mics, stand-up comedy, whatever the case may be. Comedy's cheap to go see, and it's always a great time. It's just people trying to make you laugh. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks for joining me on another episode of Life Almost Without Me. Follow me on Instagram at, uh, Jesus Christ, what is it? Oh, Hugo Viteri. <laughs> my name. It used to be the Life of Hugs, but it's no longer. Look me up. You'll see my face. I'm also on Facebook. I have a Twitter, but I don't really use it. I need to get on it. I'm boomering it up. But uh, thank you for everything, and I will see you next Tuesday. Love you guys. Play the music.